Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a hump day, Wednesday, December 20th, 2023. Hopefully everybody's doing great. Got your Christmas shopping done. So close to Christmas and New Year's and great time of the year, right? Crazy time of the year as well. Hopefully everybody's enjoying themselves. While I have you here, if you'd be so kind, please rate and review and follow The Daily Ticket. Any review would be greatly appreciated, even if it's a bad one. Let's get on with it, shall we? Because I got something on my mind, and then we'll get to the Lions and seating, because they got a great early Christmas gift the other night. We'll talk about it. But I got to bring this up, because I don't know if I'm a great dad. I think I'm a good dad. I think I'm a fine dad. My daughter's happy. She's fed. She's clothed. She goes to school. I love her very much. She's awesome. I think I'm a good dad. I don't think I'm a great dad. But I did promise myself I wouldn't be very much like my parents were. I think everybody makes that promise to themselves. I don't want to be like my parents. I'm going to do things my own way. But you know, growing up, you had that moment where your parents looked at you. And even if they just thought it, or maybe they did say it, that saying that sticks with you forever, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, that's the worst. Like, just be mad at me. Just get angry at me, right? I always swore to myself I'm never going to use that line or think that line with my daughter when I had my beautiful baby girl. Then Tuesday morning came around. And I used that line for the first time in my head. I did not utter it, except for right now on this podcast. Don't tell her. Okay, so my daughter is almost eight years old. She was born on Christmas. So her birthday is on Monday. Big day in the Rieger household, just like a big day pretty much in every household, right, Christmas? But it's double here because it's also her birthday. Anyway, Tuesday morning was sports day at her elementary school. So Olive got to wear her favorite team gear to school. I'm like, sweet. I'll tell her what to wear. Don't wear any Pistons gear. They've lost 24 in a row. That's ridiculous. Stay away from the Red Wings. They're like 1-6-1 and one in their last seven. They have no goaltending at all. Tigers, I mean, you could, I guess, if you want. The old English D is iconic. But, honey, you should wear Lions gear. Everybody in the school loves the Lions. We just had parent-teacher conferences, and they could not talk enough about the Lions. So I'm like, wear lion's gear. She's like, daddy, sounds great. I'm like, cool. So my daughter leaves the room and mornings in the Rieger household are insane. They really are. It's a miracle I get the kid out of the door and on the bus every morning. So just as I'm about to go downstairs and make her her lunch, my daughter comes back and says, I've decided what I'm wearing. She makes a grand entrance into the room. And what I saw next broke my heart. I saw this. Out of all the things my daughter could have chose to wear, out of all the sports paraphernalia she has, she chose a Matthew Stafford jersey. Oh, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. I thought the line, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Now, I understand once she grows older, I'm going to use that line probably out loud, and it's going to be for bigger issues. I get that. But it did kind of break my heart. If you've ever listened to me before, 
or maybe you're new to the daily ticket, which by the way, I say, welcome. I've never been a big Stafford guy. I think you know that about me. Some say I've been unfair to Matthew. That might be true. I never liked the fact that Matthew Stafford made a quarter of a billion dollars, never won anything in Detroit. He got so many defenders. Everything had to be perfect around him. Oh, it drove me nuts. And then he proved me wrong, which drove me even more nuts. I hate watched Matthew Stafford a couple years ago in the playoffs, hoping like hell he would lose. But of course, he ended up winning the Super Bowl. So I got no leg to stand on. But in my house, in my house, out of all the Lions gear my daughter has, she's choosing Matthew Stafford's Detroit Lion jersey. And look at her pose, by the way. Look how happy she is. She's trolling me. Look. Like that. She's trolling me. All the people that call me a troll, which I'm not quite sure that I am. We don't live under a bridge. We live in a house. But all the people that have called me a troll, is that how it feels? Maybe it must. So, yes. I thought it for the first time. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And if you think it's a silly thing to be disappointed over, I admit you're right. But it still hits home the same way. So thank you for letting me tell you that story. I appreciate it. Let's go on with the show, shall we? Because I think we got happier things to talk about. So we should talk about another guy. I have another picture for you. Because this guy stunk as a Detroit Lions head coach. But man, did he do the Lions some favors on Monday Night Football in the Emerald City. Remember that guy? Matt Patricia. He's got the old Ticonderoga number two. Still right there. Dude carries around a laminate and a pencil for some reason. Does he not realize that you can't use the lead on the laminate? I don't get it. But there he is. Looking pretty sweet. With the Eagles gear on, right? So Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, thought it would be a great idea to help his defense if he now made Matt Patricia in charge of it. He made the move over the week. It was a big announcement. I'm allowing Matt Patricia to call the defensive plays to the green dot linebacker. Hey, Nick, that's a dumbass move. How does Matt Patricia continue to get jobs? How does Matt Patricia continue to get Influential jobs. Like the dude was with Belichick forever. Then he came to Detroit. He failed miserably. Then he went back to Belichick. Then he had spent a little time as an offensive coordinator. Winds up in Philly. Now he's a DC again, or at least kind of like a performing acting DC. Like people keep giving this guy jobs, and all he does is fail at them. It's pretty remarkable to tell you the truth. So it happened again on Monday night in the Lions' favor. So I must say thank you, Matt Patricia. Here, I'll say thank you. There you go. Thank you. Because your awful defense helped the Detroit Lions. I don't know if you watch Monday Night Football. I know it's a couple days ago now when you watch this podcast. But it was Seattle and Philly in the Emerald City. If Philly won, that meant Seattle lost. And the Lions clinched officially a playoff berth first time since 2016. Right? pretty sweet officially in the playoffs but if Seattle won which I didn't think was going to happen that meant you're not in the playoffs yet but 
you have yourselves a great chance at the two seed. And what happened? A last second touchdown for Seattle. With Drew Locke as the quarterback. Drew Locke as the quarterback. Drew Locke went 92 yards in a minute 24 down four points to somehow find his way into the end zone with just an absolute gorgeous toss to Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. It was a great pass. It was a great catch. And Seattle ends up keeping their playoff hopes alive. And they win the game 20-17. to And Matt Patricia, first game calling defensive plays for the defense, allows a backup quarterback that really isn't that good thrash you and you. Oh, thank you, Matt. You know, it's so funny. Things never change with that guy. He always lets you down. Well, let Philly down. But yet he always finds jobs. But you know what's interesting? Usually these type of things go against the Lions. Like Matt Patricia would coach a great game and Seattle would lose. And sure, the Lions would be in the postseason, but they would have no chance at the two seed. I'd rather have it this way. Now, there were some people that were a little upset that Seattle won the football game. I didn't quite understand that. Let me read this to you. This came my way of Twitter, all right? And this individual on my Twitter, man, did he get into a big fight with like everybody else on Twitter. So I tweeted out backup quarterback Drew Locke just torched an Eagles defense for 92 yards in one minute, 24 seconds for a game winning touchdown drive with Matt Patricia calling the plays. Philly losing means the Lions have a real chance to get the two seed in the NFC. Thanks, Rocket Scientist. You finally did something good for the Lions. Then this individual... I'm not even going to say his name because I don't know if he wants it on here or not, but it is on social media. So he did put it out there for all to see. He responded to me. He's like, dude, that game cost the Lions a clinching playoff spot tonight. And let Seattle back in the race in which the Lions could face them. And that's not good. I don't understand why people think Philly losing helps. Awful opportunity wasted. Now, this individual got thrashed. He got killed. Everybody on Twitter, I feel, that follows me went after this guy. I felt bad for him. But I do think his opinion is wrong because it helps the Lions immensely. Lions have a 99.99999% chance to go to the postseason. They are going to the postseason. If they win this weekend, they win their first division since 1993. They're going to the playoffs. We're already trying to figure out who the Lions will play in the first round. More on that tomorrow. But without a doubt, it helps the Lions. Because if the Lions can get the two seed, you know what comes with the two seed? A very Merry Christmas gift. Two home playoff games. Two home playoff games. Now, of course, you got to win the first one. So you get your first home playoff game in 30 years, followed by, with a win, your second home playoff game. And think about it this way. Do the Lions look different when they play at home compared to when they play on the road? The answer is, uh uh-huh. Could you imagine having two playoff games? Winning them both and then heading to what? Maybe San Francisco for the NFC title game. Like, my God, where anything could happen, right? Niners probably win that game. But in our scenario, who knows? Life happens. They thought they were going to win last year. Then Brock Purdy got injured. 
So without a doubt, it was the best thing for the Lions that Seattle won that football game. And it would be great if the Lions could get the two seed. But I know you're wondering, well, how can they get the two seed? It's very easy. They went out. They get the two seed. It's that simple. Because they currently have the same record as the Philadelphia Eagles. They currently are 10 and 4. The Eagles are 10 and 4. The Cowboys are 10 and 4. All you got to do if you're the Lions is win out. Here is your remaining schedule. At the Vikings, at the Cowboys, and against the Vikings. And before you say you got no chance against the Dallas Cowboys at home, you might be right. But think of it from this point of view, too. It will be a dome game. Goff is better in domes. It will be a primetime game. The Lions are 4-0 in primetime games this season. That offensive line is very healthy. Now, I know the game's in two weeks and not next week, but if that offensive line, we talked about it yesterday, can stay healthy, you're going to be able to move the football. But more than anything else, have you seen what Dallas does against the run? They are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. You got yourselves a good line and two very good running backs in Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. I like the Lions' chances. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But just to have a chance at the two seat, which you get if you win out, that's amazing. Two home playoff games after spending 30 years of not having one. Oh, baby. The good news is the Lions are pretty much locked up to the three seed already. All they got to do is beat Minnesota this weekend or maybe Minnesota loses. Listen, they're going to win the division. If they don't, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs, if we're being completely honest, right? But if they win out, they get the two seed. The Cowboys' remaining schedule, if you think the Cowboys beat them, at the Dolphins, that could be a loss. The Lions, and then at the Commanders. That's probably not a loss, although Dallas is such a different team at Jerry Dome compared to on the road. So that's the Cowboys' remaining schedule. What about the Eagles? Currently, they're tied with you. They have a cake remaining schedule. Giants, Cardinals, both home games at the Giants to end things up. But you don't even need to worry about any of that stuff. You win out, you're in the two seat. And you have a legitimate chance to get two home playoff games. And by the way, maybe the Niners, who we think are going to win the one seed, will get upset in the first round, or at least their first round of the playoffs. Here's the Niners' remaining schedule. Ravens, that could be a loss. At the Commanders, that's a win. And then how about the Rams? With Matthew Stafford, might need that game to even make the playoffs at all. If you think the Lions could get the one seed, they got to win out and the Niners have to lose two of the remaining three games they have. Could it happen? Sure. Will it happen? I doubt it. I don't think so. But the two seed's pretty kick-ass. And if the Lions can play like they played on Saturday night, and I know going to Minnesota is not going to be easy to win that division, Minnesota is going to be a desperate, hungry, rabid team. I know going to Dallas is not going to be easy. And if for some reason or another things are still up in the air, the final game of the season, then you know what? They got yourself some problems. If the Lions go 0-2 in their next two games. But overall, you could ask for a better spot.
considering how things have played out all season long, you could not ask for a better situation. You control your own destiny, not just to win your first division in 30 years, something Dan Campbell is all focused on, but also to get that two seed. And if you get that two seed, we are now legitimately looking at a deep run for the Detroit Lions. I would pick the Lions to win any game at home, no matter who they're playing. I think the Lions will be favored in any playoff game at home, no matter who they're playing. So what about you? You think it happens? Or am I just blowing smoke? Maybe I'm just wishing. Maybe I'm hoping. Let me know. Comment section below. Speaking of the comments, let's go ahead and get to the comments, shall we? Did the podcast yesterday. It was all about the best thing about the Detroit Lions and why they're a legitimate team. And we told you, the reason they're a legitimate team is because of that offensive line. Here's what people had to say. Comments section. I don't know another name said, Jeff, this daily is awesome. I love the raw flow and delivery of the info. To the topic, yes, I believe the strength of the team is the O-line. Stating the obvious really doesn't take key contributions from the entire team to make it all work. It's fun to predict wins and losses, whether a draft pick will work out, etc. At the end of the day, no one really knows. I'm just enjoying this ride. Go Lions. I would agree with you. Then how about this one? This one is very negative. Like, very negative. Like, in yesterday's podcast, you met my dog. She's been on the podcast before. I proved to you that it's impossible for her to bark without leaving her feet like without her paws leaving the ground. If she was here right now, I would get her to bark for you, but she's in the other room probably sleeping. I'm surprised they haven't woke her up yet. But anyway, somebody had the audacity. I don't care if you rip on me. Rip on me all you want. Somebody had the audacity to rip on Bouncy, my dog. This one is from Philip 6426 Rieger, control that damn dog. Show that dog who's boss. Throw it outside while you do your podcast. No. She's 12 and a half, man. I don't know how much longer she's going to be around. She's taking some liver pills. She's got some bad teeth. She's got bad back hip. No, I'm not throwing her outside. Cherishing this time with Bouncy. How dare you rip on Bouncy? You. Not cool, bro. Not cool. Anyway, that is the daily ticket. What do you think? Are you as geeked as I am that the Lions could get the two seed? I really think it's going to happen. I do. I think the Lions went out. I think they go to Dallas and beat the Cowboys, which I know a lot of people think is the most ridiculous thing they've ever heard. So let me know what you think. We'll catch you tomorrow on the daily ticket. And by the way, I've reached out to both Stoney and Wojo in hopes that they'll do a little trivia against each other. So I'll let you know how that goes. I haven't heard back yet. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. Goodbye.